This is part two of our Pet Psychics episode, as we welcome back mediums Monica, Lyra, and Cindy Huff, who will join us from the ether at some point. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities Hometown Haunts podcast. I am your host, Kat Cloco, and along with me are Christina Wald and Jen Kohler in the shadows. You can find us at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram, and we're dying to hear from you. Please write to us at hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com and share with us all your spooky stories tales of fringe history from your neck of the woods creepy cryptids and ghost stories also you can find us at face on facebook at hometown haunts and yet again we love to hear from you there and we share a lot of strange memes on that page right now we're an official podcast that can be heard wherever you listen to podcasts and if you want to see us while we're doing the show like right now you can watch the video feed on youtube find us by searching cincinnati cabinet of curiosities and please rate and review on all those platforms so other fringe history lovers just like yourself can find us link in the show notes we also want to take a minute to reflect on the traumatic incidents in both buffalo new york and Verde, texas we're very into legislative action to invoke change in the best and we find it is the best way to actually honor the victims of both of these incidents and incidents like it from the past to participate in protests contact your legislators or so we can change things to make it a safer world out there for everyone i know i blundered that particular passage because i don't know about you but this week has been very difficult um, it, it's, oh my goodness, I, I'm going to just open this up for both of you to actually speak to, but as a parent, seeing what happened at the, as a parent who also shops at a grocery store, this is just get, hitting very close to home. And I know this is a, something resonating with everyone because this is stuff that we've all done and people are being mowed down like they're freaking bowling pins. So anger, sadness, that's where I've been all week. It's been very hard staying off of social media. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mostly anger. Yeah. At this point is anger. That's definitely what I've seen. (laughs) Um, And frustration. Yes. Why? It it just. Mm -hmm. And I, I have a comment, but I don't know if it's appropriate or not, but. You can say it and then. Okay. If, it, if it's inappropriate, we can edit it. Because yeah. the NRA had their convention. Has no one ever thought to go in there and shoot them up to see what it feels like? Oh, well, that's a strong thing. I do find it interesting <laughs> that the NRA conventions keep happening the mm-hmm. same year in cities where these massive shootings are happening literally a week beforehand. Happened in Columbine as well. And uh, it's just because it was their convention was in Denver that year. So it's, there are, I will say, I don't want to paint every gun owner as a terrible person. There are gun owners who are actively working within the NRA. I know NPR was interviewing them trying to get a lot of change, Mm -hmm. but a vast majority of them, like there are people that do responsive or are responsible and put 
stuff away, but there's a vast majority of people who leave guns. Like what happened last month in at the Oakley Kroger, somebody left yes. a Glock in the bathroom on a toddler's seat. I, I urge everybody, if you're angry about this, starting getting involved, start volunteering, mm-hmm. canvassing, do that sort of thing. Yep. There's a massive protest on June 11th. Mm-hmm. That's the March for Our Lives that are organizing that across the country and probably internationally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also can't forget the issues going, and I'm going to point this out because we are all female, that the fact that since we last did our episode, that a lot of our rights are being stripped away. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot to be very angry about right now. So mm-hmm. um, Protest. Make our, make our voices large, known. We are a large portion of the electorate. Yeah. Uh, and the, the, the thing that I'm not sure I understand is why there are not more women joining us out there to voice their dissatisfaction with the way we're being treated and, and handled. I mean, who said that guys have to get involved in a medical procedure? Mm-hmm. Men who have can legislate that mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. on the books. Um, and that irritates me. The fact that an 18 year old is allowed to get a, an AR-15, but can't drink a beer um, mm-hmm. illegally. I mean, that's, there's something wrong with that. Uh, McDan- Daniel McDaniels was smart not to show up at the NRA convention. That was the wise thing to do. Mm-hmm. A better thing to do would be to say that they would stop manufacturing those weapons, period. Mm-hmm. No mm-hmm. sensor butts. Uh, there was a piece on this morning of an Australian woman who was wounded. Her daughter was killed in one of their very first um, uh, massacres at mm-hmm. a cafe shop that's now closed. And uh, she said that after that incident, people surrendered their weapons. They were melted down. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, and it was on um, an island in New Zealand uh, mm-hmm. where that happened. And 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 she said, "I feel very sorry for you in America because you cannot do that." Right. Yeah, I think I think a, a run for office, um, start canvassing for people. Look up mm-hmm. the names on David Pepper's list of trying to turn Ohio blue. I mean, that's the best way to to stop this because it does happen in Cincinnati and Oakley. Uh, also at Target, they had an active shooter a couple weeks ago. We had one at our Target, and then another one the next week at a different Kroger that is in Oakley slash Hyde mm-hmm. Park. So it was everyone was like oh oh this is happening too close to home i'm like well one we live in a city but it it is happening too close to home it really shouldn't be happening anywhere just be not just oakley not just hyde park Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be happening at any neighborhood in cincinnati at all Mm -hmm. so and also when you are voting double check who you're voting for because not everyone who is technically on the democratic ticket is against guns or other things so you especially in ohio in any majority conservative state um you got to really check who you're voting for and to make sure they're actually into what you're wanting because they trick there's a lot of little tricks and it will be really down they will either not mention it or it'll be so far down in their little um packet 
bio information that it will, they make it purposely difficult to find. So yes, definitely. And it's not just Ohio, anywhere in the United States. And I speak as one of the millennials who grew up with Columbine happening. I'm one of the first generation of the school shootings and learning active uh, shooter drills. Um, it's something Mike and I were reflecting on earlier this week. He is just old enough that he did not have any of that in high school. I did. And either. I did. So um, that was a huge just cultural thing that we've actually never discussed. We've been together for 20 years, basically, and we never discussed it. And we're like, oh, well, that's interesting. Um, so there's that. And also, I can say, I can guarantee living in a country where guns are very difficult to have, you have to go through a lot of hoops to get them is wonderful. Yeah. I used to live in Japan. I know a lot of our listeners are like, oh God, not more stories. <laughs> but the safety and confidence you can do walking down the street and knowing that no one is going to randomly decide they don't like whatever hairstyle you have up that day and want to shoot you. Or if you cut someone off in traffic, you don't have to worry about somebody killing your child as like what happened last year in California. It's amazing the amount of just comfort you get and your anxiety, your daily heavy anxiety goes away in that sense. Not for mm -hmm. everyone, um, but guns exist in Japan, but they're not in most big cities and you get uh, um, if you have them, you have to keep them locked up. You have to keep your bullets in a separate locker and the police come and personally check everything once to twice a year. So wow. it's, it's nice. There's a lot of comfort knowing that the people who have guns are using them responsibly. Mm -hmm. And usually it's in this case, it's going to be in your mountainous regions where you have wild boars, which will kill people mm -hmm. and wild bears, which will also kill people. So definitely that kind of life can exist because it does in multiple countries around the world. Well, that's what the, you had mentioned the onion said, this is the only place where the, this happens. This U S is the only place that this happens regularly. Yeah. And it's, it's all has to do with oligarchy and, and money and lobbying. And I mean, it's, it's insane. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's dystopian. And I hope, everybody gets involved, um, you know, volunteer to work at your polls, volunteer mm -hmm. to canvas, um, you know, find out who's running, run yourself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, there's so many ways you can help out. Yeah. This is not a topic to sleep on. Mm -mm -mm -mm. So no, people need to wake up. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. on a lighter note, we've got some lighter news to talk about. And do you want to go first, Christina? Um, you go first and then we'll go. All right. Yeah. So yeah. completely different topic. Now our listeners can all breathe a sigh of relief because it's not going to be heavy anymore. <laughs> I went to an anime convention. <laughs> like I said, very different topic. I was at anime central this past weekend or the weekend. Yeah. Past weekend. We're still in the weekend. Um, got to meet a whole, whole, whole bunch of people. And I will say I am impressed 99% of people were wearing masks. So no one in our family got sick. So yay, yay, that was something we were worried about. But I got to meet a whole bunch of people, um, hopefully some new listeners. Definitely a whole lot of people bought the Cincinnati Cabinet of Curiosities, even though I was in Chicago. And 
it was fun just recharging all those nerd batteries, like being able to talk and excitedly about a particular series that you like, or like in our case, ironically, it was our flag means death. Um, (laughs) I made some wonderful one piece and our flag means death fan art. So I drew the characters from our flag means death in the style of Eichiro Oda, who does One Piece, which is a famous pirate manga. If you haven't heard of it, it is the best-selling comic in the world for the past 22 years. Wow. But you may not have heard of it. Um, And it was great. It was well-received. People loved it. And there was a lot of people dressing up, cosplaying as different characters. So that and also what we do in the shadows had a lot of good representation. I got a Laszlo, a Nadia, and a Guillermo was nice around and next later in june june 17th and 18th in sharonville is anime ohio and you need to buy your tickets in advance they don't do at door sales and please wear a mask to that as well but it's another fun small anime convention around here so christina yeah i'm sorry to miss it uh monica and i will be out of town for that and unfortunately the rally i'm sad we can't go march in in the rally i'm sure there will be other ones but we will be in romania we're leaving on hey cindy hello cindy here hurrah uh ether released you (laughs) (laughs) we were just talking about our romanian trip and then we can get into i want to know what you and monica chris Christina, are interested in doing in Romania? Where do you want to visit? We are going to be mostly in Transylvania. We're flying into Bucharest. Our tour starts the third, which the tour, my friend Iwana and I have wanted to take a group of sketchers to Romania for a very long time. So we're going to mostly draw uh, Brasov, Sigishwara, um, CBU. Romania has a lot of these beautiful Saxon towns that still look medieval uh fortified churches fortresses castles i'm a castle addict i admit it i love castles i love drawing them and it the people there are very nice we're going to be sketching with the urban sketchers in bucharest a couple of days i haven't been there in a couple of years if you are familiar with uh toledo and spain like sikishwara is a, a medieval city walled city with the towers to each of the guilds like it's really interesting and it's mm. not as touristy people still it's a working city people still live there it's a latin country and kind of surrounded by slavic countries um and it has a very interesting history um mm-hmm. we're really looking forward to it how about you monica what are you looking forward to well i've, I've never been to romania uh i have been to parts of europe uh, as far as castles uh, i was in austria we toured a number of the castles there. Um, uh, Mad, Mad King Frederick, I believe, had one. Uh, and, uh, and wow, talk about lavish. Mm-hmm. I think he spent the entire country estate on that, but um, yeah. it was beautiful. And uh, I remember drawing it and thinking, you know, this is, these are the inspirations for everything else, you know, that as a child you you dreamt about, you know, you'd see the Disney castle and realize that mm-hmm. it's probably one of those, but there were so many other castles that we visited that I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it was, it was kind of mystical. Uh, and uh, the way they positioned them 
uh, I was more more interested in the history of where they positioned their fortresses and strategically and for the purpose of defense uh, and and to put the townsfolk in. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that, those are tight quarters. <laughs> yes. You know, those are very tight quarters. So I was, I'm just looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to just interacting with, if I can, with the with the locals because that's my that's my thing. I like to learn at the ground level what what made you do that why did you mm-hmm. draw that or why did you create this mm-hmm. um what's that what's that history mm-hmm. I, I, it's more the history for me yeah well please keep us posted how many ghosts you see yeah. through <laughs> all these castles you're going through i was because... gonna bring like garlic with me but <laughs> garlic is take it away from me in new york so I am no. hoping we can do a ghost tour, perhaps. Yes, but also let us know if you get turned into a vampire. Okay, that was gonna. Uh, oh, right you'll know. Right here. Right here. <laughs> yeah, it's, if that happens, you need to turn me into one, please. Thank you. Okay, I promise. I'm just gonna bring my jar of beans and make you count them. <laughs> That's a deep his folklore cut. But anyway, yeah, just let us know what ghosts you see and who they look like. Draw them if you can. Oh, that would be, cool. be fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's that, yeah. that, that's something that, that uh, Cindy and I uh, had learned in, in uh, class at one yeah, spirit art. Spirit oh, art. really? Tell spirit us about art. that. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah, go ahead, Cindy. Tell her about that. Well, I think it's it's a form of spirit presents to you. Okay. And um some of us are visual. Monica very much is. Uh, I am too. I don't do as much with art as Monica does. But so you, one way of bringing spirit forward to a person, another person, is to draw them. And uh, we, uh, Monica, you, you and I both went to, um, I'm going to still call it uh, Victory of Light. I don't care what they call it now, but it's Victory of Light. And I honestly thought it was still called Victory of Light. Well, well you know, Victor. Did they go through a marketing it. change? Um, Victor doesn't own it anymore. Oh, I, okay. But anyway, so um, I actually uh, was able to sit with someone who does spirit art uh, there and got a. Wait, give me a minute. Wait. Hmm. But wait. We got a new guide out of it. His name is Rick. Ooh. Oh, this is what they do. I mean, she sat down and talked to me and started drawing. And this hmm. is a new guide that I'm trying to get to know. Um, oh, uh, wow. So that's a spirit guide. Yeah, he's his name is Rick and he's like an uncle kind of energy. Yeah. So I'm getting I can to see know that. Him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to know him. So oh, that's, that's wild. Spirit art, um, and, and it, it helps you. It helps bring in guides for you um, that you may not know. Here's another one. Monica knows this one. This is this guy. This is a guy I've had for a long time. Monica knows this guy. This is a this is a hote. It's my uh, Indian guide. Oh, okay. Wow. And so yeah, so this is spirit art. This is what it is. They draw mm-hmm. who they see around you, and they might a person. It might be a guide. It might be a um, a relative mm-hmm. okay first when i looked at, at rick i'm like you know you kind of look like a huff but you kind of don't but you're definitely not a ferrero which is my mom's side so i'm not sure who he is so it's it's a matter of now having a dialogue with him you know kind of doing some meditation and seeing 
um, who, who he is and why he's coming in right now uh, for me. Uh, and the other one that I have that, that is a lot of fun is Walt Disney. Oh. <laughs> Uncle Walt. Yeah. And yeah, he's been a little irritated with me because I have a hat from Disneyland or Disney World. And it sits up on a shelf in our closet. And lately that hat has been coming off the shelf. Oh. And landing, you know, hitting me or laying on the floor. And so I think he's trying to get back in touch as well because I haven't talked to him in a while, but he's more of my creative guide. Mm. So, yeah. Um, wow, that's interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. So Kat, Monica, have you ever... Oh, Monica sorry. got a bunch of them too. So. Oh, yeah. Have, Kat, have you ever drawn yours? I don't draw my spirit guides, but I do draw ghosts from locations I've been to. And uh, so I'll draw, even like uh, when we went to the hamilton ohio that mansion like mm-hmm. benny, benny hoffen. hoffen yeah um i was drawing the young girl and of course the weird cat thing and then also um the lady of the house and she did not like how i drew her and i'm like i'm sorry i draw cartoons all the time so everyone's gonna come out kind of cartoony looking <laughs> but uh that's just how i do it but yeah it, it's i've drawn people from penhurst and stuff like that and if I was better at realism, it would probably be because I could do caricatures. They end up looking like caricatures of themselves because, like I said, I draw comics all the time. But sometimes people like docents can tell who I'm drawing because um, if I manage to hit the right notes with their caricature, like their how their faces are and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes like I hate to say it sometimes a young brunette girl in victorian clothes looks like every other young brunette girl in victorian clothes so that one's always kind of like oh okay but um because like i said people ghosts don't present to me the way they died or with like any lesions or like anything they just present to me the best that they think they look so um they want to have a good profile picture. They, they always have a very good profile picture. Always. But yeah, I do draw them. Yeah. That's really so cool. that's why I, quest- I asked about like, if you will draw any of the ghosts that you see, because even little details, if you don't know what they are, like, I think I may have told my civil war story from um, Gettysburg. Um, I know I told it with a paranormal view a few times. I don't know Civil War history or costume history from that period of time. I'm not very good. If it's not a civilian clothes, like the military, I'm just like, I don't know it. It's all wool to me, basically. Um, but at Gettysburg, not everyone had uniforms, but some of them did. And some of the young gentlemen that I saw in the fields there up on the crests were wearing their um, gray capelets and their gray hats and their gray outfits i was like that has to be hot but they were piped with a particular red piping and i told my friend who was a civil war reenactor and i'm like i have no idea who i saw but this is what they looked like and this was their age set and he's like oh well that's artillery from the confederacy they would have been in charge of the cannons and loading them and I'm like, I don't know that, but those little details about what they were wearing and how it was being worn, those particular artillery men were some of the few that still had their gray wool outfits. 
because most confederates didn't so they wore whatever they had so yeah that's i'm really interested to see what what you who you i know into. i'm gonna i'm gonna utilize you monica to hear hear what's around us you oh know. you're gonna well, find you know, people yeah kind of an open book and when i was in guatemala i remember saying something to cynthia my wife and said uh you know the air is rarefied up here. And I think it has something to do with the circle of volcanoes mm. around the town of Antigua. I said, I betcha it's going to be a piece of cake to hook up with spirits. And my meditations were crazy, but I, I did two or three readings while I was down there. And I have never read that clearly. Sometimes I struggle, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it's harder to get, get, um, information accurate information up here because you've got a lot of interference with rfds and things like that you know it's so um but down there it was quiet and it was easy and i remember talking to vanessa and i identified bufo i said i'm looking at an owl there's a there's a tiger you know i think she'd let me tell this there's an owl under there's an owl here and there's a tiger under your bed who protects you all the time. And the owl is always fluttering around you for some reason. Um, and, um, but that big cat, that big cat really means business. Oh, and she wow. Said, she said, oh my God, you just identified my two cats, Bufo and, uh, <laughs> I can't remember the Otis, other. Otis, Otis. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> Which actually Cindy's wife just met with Vanessa. Mm, excellent that's excellent about her two cats who we read the last show that's kind of a good segue monica good job you're a natural at this monica like i was saying this is part two of our psychics reading pets and a lot of our listeners sent in photos of their pets for them to be read and uh, oh boy we had a lot of interest and so much interest that we had to make this a two-parter because we didn't even get halfway through uh, but i want to introduce our two guests again uh if you haven't or if you missed the first episode so cindy and terry run the animal communication and wellness services which can be found at acwservices.net and also you have oh a facebook that got cut off i think it says animal communications um yeah animal communication wellness services you should be able to look at yeah. it that way or acw services i can't i don't know which one the facebook is but yeah it just the ooh, the um it, it got cut off and monica you do readings over the phone and email and people can contact you as well at uh Lyra Lyra studios. studios at gmail.com thank you right. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> and all of that information of course will be in our show notes so uh all right so we need to start with annie i think yes I, I and actually i'm going to share screen because i have uh, the animals that we can look at um okay. and then talk about them see this is annie There's oh an i love it and um I need to pull up the, oh, I hope that, can you still see Annie? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. good, Beautiful good. white dog. Yes. yes. And Katie's question is, I want to know how to help Annie feel more comfortable with other dogs and humans when we are on walks in the yard or at the kennel. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
Okay, so I would ask her, so I'm gonna say hello to her. Yes, I know, very sweet. Um, she's very sweet and she's also, I feel her being, she's kind of reserved a little bit. She's kind of like, uh, um, I wanna kind of see what's going on. So Annie, what we'd like to know is when um, you're walking with, what's her human's name, I'm sorry? Katie. Yeah. Katie, when you're walking with Katie and you're on a leash, okay? So you might be in your yard, or you might be out walking on the sidewalk. Um, how do you feel when another person or another person with a dog approaches you? How do you feel? So there's an element for me, uh, I'm getting an element of uncertainty. She doesn't know quite what to do. Um, it, it, she, she's not, she's not, she has trouble reading the person or the uh, person and or the person and animal, okay? Um, and so she's not sure if they're okay or not, okay? So there's that. And what I wanna ask, I wanna ask as a follow-up is, all right, so if you're on a leash and you're with your human, okay? Um, is there something about that, that that makes you feel more cautious or more uncomfortable? Okay, so the other part of that is, is because she is restrained, if you will, um, sometimes dogs will uh, feel less comfortable than if, for example, if they see another dog through a fence and they're in a yard, something like that. Okay, but if they're with their human and they are on a leash, um, they're, they're they will, feel responsible for that human also, okay? So there's a part of that going on here with her, but there's also like, she's just not sure how to read a person or a person and a dog coming towards them. And so she's uncomfortable about what to do to take care of her person. So that's what I got. Now, Monica, would you step I in? You want to step in and get a little bit more? I've, I've been I've been reading her and I, I I've asked if 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 it has something to do with the eyes if it has something to do with with her eyes seeing in different lights being a white dog and she's saying a little difficulty um, but she is very protective of her owner being on a leash her owner is very tense now and reads down the leash to her that tenses her and she reads that as aggression so she responds with aggression rather so I've been trying to say that uh, the reason mom's doing that is because she doesn't want the outcome that usually happens she mm -hmm. wants her to remain calm mm -hmm. um, and I I wonder if if Uh, the owner's name is Kat, Kathy? Uh, Katie. Katie. If Katie can, this is going to sound weird, do, do, do a little dog meditation before they go out. Mm -hmm. like, like make it a minute because, you know, dogs, it's imperative. You gotta, when you, you read out, they want out. So maybe a minute. But just um, keep, um, keep focused on breathing normally and 
saying aloud that those we meet are friends. Mm -hmm. Those we meet mean us no harm. That we will have a good walk around the block. And I'm getting a lot of response back from her is yes. Okay. So uh, I'm getting a response that she's saying yes, yes, yes. She would be good with that. She likes she likes it when um, she uh, Katie calms down. Uh, she likes it at night when things are quiet and calm. So maybe that's part of it. If Katie could give that a try and let us know how that works out. Uh, but that's what I'm reading right now. Mm -hmm. I wanted to add a couple of things to that. And these are more just experiential things. Um, but one thing, and I'm not a dog trainer by any stretch, but I have dealt with this myself and have worked with trainers to deal with this kind of issue. Um, so one of the things, as Monica pointed out, is the human. What does the human feel when they see another dog approaching? Okay, because that communicates down the leash immediately, right? So an exercise that they might want to try is to just go start out walking and, and the human has to be looking ahead and seeing what's going on ahead. But if they see another person and dog, one thing you can do is just turn and go in the opposite way or cross the street. And, you know, slowly um, get her closer and closer and closer before you do the about turn or the across the street. Does that make sense? So you have to do it slowly to help her. She, this is not a dog that has a lot of confidence in these situations. So she's feeling like she's a really good girl. She's got a good head on her. She's really smart. And she needs to, she has to learn that it's okay for another person to become towards them with a leash. So, but it has to be done slowly, okay? So, and the best thing is you see them from a distance, she starts to get a little bit tense, about turn, go the other way, cross the street and just keep working on getting closer and closer. And as Monica pointed out, you know, it comes down the leash. So the human has to inhibit too some of that, oh crap, there's a dog and a person coming towards us, you know, because then you get tense and the dog's going, something's wrong, you're tense, right? And so, you know, this is communication, but it's also a little bit of having worked through this with clients, with dogs and some things that seem to work. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's, it's approach and retreat is what we call it in horse stuff, right? It's like, let's approach. And as soon as there's a little bit of discomfort, let's reach, you know, retreat. And the next time we'll get a little closer and we retreat, you know? The other thing is a human, I think, needs to be sure that she's not afraid and projecting what's gonna be happening, but rather showing her dog, as Monica pointed out, oh, this is really cool. There's a dog and a person coming and look, isn't that a neat looking dog? Mm -hmm. So the, the person changing their, you know what I'm saying? Their, their Monica, what's the word I want? Their, their, their headset about it. Interesting. 
So that's kind of what, in working with clients with this kind of issue, the leash, the leash exacerbates it because dogs can get very protective of their people. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would like to, I'm sorry. The other thing I might interject, uh, the other thing just, just on the dog training thing uh, is, is that uh, if you, if it's kind of like when you try to train your dog um, to not be aggressive to people who come to the door. So you ring the doorbell, the door, the dog barks and, and you're trying not, you, you try to change that behavior. It, if you have a friend, if she has a friend or two that, or knows neighbors that have dogs that are smaller than, than the dog, this dog, that would practice coming forward, you know, toward them on the same street. Mm -hmm. And then if the owner feels that there's some tension there coming, coming up, she could, she could then practice crossing the street or mm -hmm. turning around and heading back home. And then figure out what the distance is. And then the next time try it again with another dog, you know, that's that's that perhaps is not quite as threatening as as a, a dog her size or bigger. But I think it's just acclimating her to the situation. Mm -hmm. um, she just wants to protect her owner with the deepest desire and not she doesn't have to do that with everyone. She has to be told exactly. that. Yeah, I think the idea of using doing that with friends is a really good idea. And, you know, we've done that as well and, and suggested that to other folks as well, that, you know, if you can just have some friends help you out with that. Mm -hmm. um, but the key is to, you know, it's approach and retreat, right? So it's approach it. And when the dog starts getting a little bit tense, then you just retreat, go across the street. So you don't want to push the dog to a place where the dog is, is frightened or really you know, uptight. And, the, and Monica, the other thing you mentioned is the person that's on the other end of the leash has to have her head screwed on right and not be tense about what's approaching. That makes any sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. I need to step away for just a minute. I'll be right back. So okay. okay. And then we can go when, um, when she gets back, we'll go to Cheryl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, Chewy has entered the room. Oh, yes. So you, well, he wants to hear the me, consultations. Like, yeah, actually, talking about Annie, I was like, if we have time, this I'm not forcing it, but I liked some insight into Chewy, but because he's the last one of the three that we have. Uh, Chewy! Yeah, Chewy. <laughs> Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Uh, Can you get him to look into the screen or is he too far? Um, right now, he's interested in my trash. Like dog. <laughs> so, Chewy. Which one have you got, Monica? Who is that? This is Ziggy. Ziggy. Oh, I've got a um, house sitting right now. And they have a gorgeous lavender point Siamese named Ziggy. Ooh. Oh, nice. He's beautiful. Pretty. And, he, and he's a stinker. So, you know, oh. <laughs> he's like on the countertops walking around. So, I don't like so. <laughs> Cats hi? do what they want. Um. Yes and no. I draw the line of countertops. <laughs> yeah, one of our cats likes to get up on the island all the time, and he's the only one that ever has of all of our cats. It's weird. <laughs> you hug? Okay. Before we go to Cheryl, do you want to ask your question about Chewy since Chewy's oh, no. there? I want to do our listeners first. And oh, okay. then if we have time and everyone is still like, yeah, I can do one more, then we can do Chewy. Okay. But no, all everyone else has been waiting for so long. 
So this is uh, this is uh, Zoe, an almost four-year-old border collie mix, oh, and Charlie is. is a stray cat that they've been feeding for three or so years. And Zoe attacks the cat. And another dog, though she grew up with them. My partner has gotten bitten badly in the process of breaking fights up with the other dog, Kona, and has to have had to have staples. We've been trying to get Charlie in for over a couple of years now. Mm. He just started to talk. He, he acts like he's ready to come in. He's neutered and vaccinated, either kept indoors or set out after uh, vetting. So I guess um, I guess they're trying to figure out how to get Zoe not to attack this cat. Yeah. Okay. Um, Monica, oh. I'm thinking this is Zoe. This is Zoe. I'm thinking we need to kind of figure out, introduce ourselves here and see. Um, yeah. So, Zoe, what's the cat's na name again? The cat's name is Charlie. Okay. And Charlie's Zoe. an outdoor cat that they're trying to bring in. Right. Okay. So, Zoe. Yeah. Hi. Monica and I are going to talk to you a little bit. Okay. Is that all right? She said, well, I'm not sure what about. Uh, we're going to talk, talk about how you feel about Charlie. Okay. Is that all right with you? I don't know if I want to talk about that. Well, I think your mom's your mom wants to, to, to have a little conversation. So I think we're going to do that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, Zoe, um, how do you feel when Charlie wants to cut the, your humans want to ask Charlie to come into the house? How do you feel about that? What do you feel? I heard no. Yeah, I get the no, but what do you feel? What's behind the no? My house. Feeling? Yeah. My house. Okay. Very mm -hmm. vociferous. Okay. So I might, I might beg to argue with that viewpoint a little bit. Because really, it's um, it's your human's house, you see, and it's up to them who is allowed in and who's not allowed in. It's not up to you. It's up to your humans. So if they say it's okay for Charlie to come in, then you know it's okay for Charlie to come in. I know you don't want that. He's like, I don't want that. I'm feeling cackles up. Oh, yeah. So why oh, don't you want Charlie in the house? It would be my question. Why don't you want Charlie in the house? Is, 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 uh, are you, are you, are you protective of your food? Are you afraid of having someone eat your food? Were you a rescue dog that had other people eating your food? I, I get the sense that it's a challenge to mm -hmm. his, to her space, and she's got it the way she wants it. She doesn't have to deal with anybody else anymore. Okay. This is this is a pressure point. Okay. So, all right. Do you understand, sweetheart, that first of all, there's enough food for everyone. There will always be enough food for you. Was there a time in your life when there wasn't enough food for you? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I got a yes too. I really did. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it's kind of hard to, to, to oh, sorry. Um, it's kind of hard, isn't it, 
to understand that then is then and now is now, isn't it? And that you will always have enough fruit is, that's hard to understand, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, but that's part of the job of your humans is to make sure you always have enough food. And this kitty cat, first of all, isn't gonna eat the same kind of food you eat. This kitty cat is going to have a different kind of food, you see. So this cat will not be interested in your food in the least bit, sweetheart. And there will always be enough food for you. I'm gonna stop here because if, if this dog was a stray and if this dog was starved, okay, so that is a, a primal survival thing. And it is, it, it's just there and it will always be there. Um, so Monica, you're absolutely right. This, this little girl needs to understand then is then, now is now, and there will always be enough food for her and her people need to understand that this is always going to be an issue with her. Right. Because it's it's survival. Our first basset hound was starving. He had been dumped in the country. He never, ever got over that experience of starving. So one of the things that this girl's human can do is when they feed her, tell her, there's always going to be enough food for you. We did that with that basset hound every day for the rest of his life. Every time we brought the food for him, I said, Bo, there's always enough food. You will always have enough food. Oh, and we told him twice a day. He was fed twice a day. Every time he was, he was given food mm -hmm. We told him, but that's just a very primitive thing that he reacts back to. It's almost like a PTSD thing. Yeah. What, what do you think? My thought here is that um, I, I saw a sort of sinking of feed times. So when dog gets fed, cat gets fed. Mm -hmm. They could be in different spaces of the home, the outside, but just to be synced psychically with their little food dishes uh, and know that they eat at the same time or that food is presented at the same time. And maybe the cat is not there in the morning to eat her dinner, her breakfast, but shows up a little later, but at least the food produces, is produced at the same time each day. Mm -hmm. And then maybe this would help get through to her that mm -hmm. there's plenty for everyone, mm -hmm. even the little kitty. Oh, and I mean, that's that, the key message. There's always going to be food. There's always mm -hmm. going to be enough food and to have the compassionate understanding that this is a very primal thing with this dog. So and I understand, you know, we, we can understand it on intellectual level, but I, as far as I know, none of us have ever starved. Well, you know, I, I just want to bring forward that I think that my uh, Bichon, Chad, came from a house of 40. Oh dogs. my gosh. Wow. And um, I don't know what that boy was eating because mm -hmm. he was thin, but he was very protective of his food when he was around Sally, when he was first introduced to my Shizu, my older Shizu. And then he realized that, you know, no matter what he got food, she got food too at the same time. 
and he would try to push himself onto her after he got used to eating his food. Oh my gosh, there's going to be plenty, but look, there's more over there. Mm-hmm. And we had to put a kibosh on that. Mm-hmm. And then he, he realized, Just- oh, that it's, it's, this is my food. That's her food. I don't cross this line. He got that through his head, but he still, he still is, he will still eat anything out on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, our old Bassett Hound Lucas, the same thing. Yeah. Uh, was a starved backyard breeder <clears throat> dog, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, it's, they don't, get, they don't get over that. It's they just don't get over that. minimizing it. Yeah. That's a trauma. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to punctuate just how strongly that Zoe said, these are my people and the cat's not coming in the house because they're <laughs> my people was that I could feel it when she was like, no, this cat's <laughs> not coming in here. These are my people. Like, so it's not and I'm like, food. I don't even read animals. And I was getting this. So, so it's not just you feel food, it? it's the people also. The people are hers. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah. pretty intense. Hear them. So yeah. this is my house means everything in it, including mm-hmm. them. This is all mine. It's all not mine. yours, mine. It, it's kind of territorial but it's a psychological territorial not a physical mm-hmm. location she doesn't want to share yes well, so. she doesn't understand there's enough love mm-hmm. for everyone to go around yeah. mm-hmm. but and that goes back, to, goes the back to the survival stuff because mm-hmm. she didn't have it yeah wow. so that's really that, interesting yeah well it's just patience i think and working with and being careful in how they introduce the cat and perhaps they do it in small doses cat goes back outside whatever but never unsupervised right okay. yeah mm-hmm. okay. she's just, this is a very sweet dog she's just had a lot happen to her in a sh- in a short time you know what i'm saying yeah yeah and so well, i do think dogs get animals get ptsd so oh i think they definitely do yeah so with this little girl you know we can have the people talk to her about there's always enough food there will always be enough food for you and they should do that but also understand that sometimes she's not reacting in the present she's reacting from the past no so so um and then our last one is heidi and let me um turn to her um and and this is an interest this is heidi's cat pepper and mm-hmm. she says, all I want to know is the same thing I ask Pepper all the time. What do you want? Said in exasperation <laughs> after she's meowed at me repeatedly. We always joke this about, you know, cats that they're trying to, that they're, they're like humans are so stupid. I'm saying what I want plainly and you don't understand. <laughs> I always I think that's what cats always think. <laughs> I mean, I had this, I'm, I'm house sitting right now. And so um, this lovely pug. <laughs> yeah She's sitting at 3 30 in the afternoon she is sitting and looking at me and barking and barking and barking and barking and barking and i'm finally texting her a person going why is rosie sitting you know and looking at me and barking and it's 3 30 in the afternoon she says well she thinks it's time for dinner dog did the same thing last night at 8 30 because she says this is time for bed we should be going upstairs now so <laughs> and I'm like, it's 8 30. What? <laughs> you know, so I had to talk to her people, and, and it was very clear what 
based on what they said. <laughs> okay, of course, they go to bed early, okay, because they both get up and, and, and leave early. And so, of course, she wants to go to bed at 830. She's like, let's get moving here. Yeah. <laughs> they, they have their set schedules that they learned yeah. and they never um, want to deviate. So, so what, a, what do you think her cat's telling her? I don't know. Let's see. It has nothing to do with food. I think the cat's sending her pictures and she's not getting them. What do you think, Monica? I mean, I think she's trying to communicate. There is a little bit of that. Um, But with cat pictures, it's a lot probably different than dog pictures. (laughs) You know, I don't know because she doesn't have opposable thumbs and she can't draw very well on a card. But (laughs) I asked her about... You know, food, no. Out, no. Litter, pan, empty, no. Oh. Attention. Litter pan may be part of it, but she may have just gone and maybe wants it that pristine, kitty, pure self. There's something with the the litter pan. I'm throwing it out there. Let's let's follow on that a little bit. Let's follow on that a little bit. Okay, there's something with the litter yeah, so let's ask her. So how do you, do you like the litter that's in your litter box? Do you like that litter? I got to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is it, is it, a, is this a litter you've always had? No. So I'm wondering if the human changed the litter, type of litter. Okay. Is your litter box in the same place it's always been? Yeah. Okay. And let me step back from this. Is there more than one cat in the house? I say yes. Okay. Okay. So I wonder how many litter boxes there are. I actually don't remember how many cats Heidi has. Can you text her and ask her? I will the quickly reason, do that. Yeah. The reason why I'm that. asking is, uh, Mike, uh, you know, the rule of thumb is you always have at least one more litter box and you have cats. And I do know in talking to various cats that sometimes there's litter that they like and litter that they don't like. And we as humans like, oh, it looks like the same kind of litter we have before. So <laughs> different manufacturer will just do that. And the cat suddenly starts peeing outside the box. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. they smell a difference or they feel a difference, right? Mm-hmm. So Monica, what, where are you going with this? But that's my practical self went there. That, that, that's where she went and that's where I went with her. And that's where my pendulum went with her strongly. Oh, really? And yes, my pendulum was swinging to beat the band and saw a difficulty with, with the um, housekeeper <laughs> and, <laughs> and the box. It's so- the Servants, um, you mean we human servants? Okay. Yes, could you ask the servant to please- I like a pristine box. So it's more not the box is not getting cleaned enough, do you think? It's probably not getting cleaned enough. Like she's like on it, like like if I if I if I do something, I need it cleaned up. Like, <laughs> but you know that your owner doesn't do that. It may not be home right away, right? Huh. Well, well you would, would she like more than one litter box then? Yes. Okay. That's a yes, please. And she would be forever grateful. And she's maybe no flowers, no flowers. I got a picture of a flower. No, she didn't want a flower. She doesn't care for too many scents. That's where, okay. 
Could the litter be scented? Um, I'm getting a maybe. Because I know cats don't like, you know, I had a cat maybe that. Maybe no. There, there so, was a lotion that when, like people would buy you those Bed Bath & Beyond lotions. And uh-huh. like I, I showed it to Troy once. I put some on my hands. It was like had this really strong floral scent. And I let my cat Boris smell my hand. He almost did a backflip. He hated the smell so much. <laughs> it's true. It's a too strong scent. Cats you know, and, and, are very, very sensitive smell. Yeah. They use they they use their sense of smell a lot more than we think we, we pay attention to, right? Um, but if you if you just present something to your cat and just watch, one of the first things they do is the nose and then the paw, right? So it's sm- smell then mm-hmm. touch. She also wanted to know if her human person when she looks at her, could reach down and pet her between the ears and then caress her and ask her in a very kind way, are you all right? Aw, that's that's so sweet. Are you all right? Oh, yes, you're all right, aren't you? Yes, you are. You're a beautiful girl. And I want to thank you for telling us about this. We're going to try and find out about if this is the case. And they'll try and rectify it for you, okay? But they do care. I do think the other thing that's going on, too, is she really, truly is trying to just communicate with her person, not Mm -hmm. just about a litter box, but more. I get a sense from her. She also would like to have some conversations with her person um about what's important to her um so what i'm telling her is to send her person pictures in her head oh that's a cool idea because we we humans can get the pictures and we can sometimes get the feelings and sometimes we can yeah but usually if if we're not getting it and you're being very clear with your person and where they're not getting it that's okay. Send them some pictures. And, and uh, maybe what we can suggest is when she starts yakking, that the person just sit down and be quiet and see what comes. She might get feelings. She might get pictures because she's definitely trying to tell her some things. I had so, an answer. Yeah. Pepper is the only cat. Okay. Okay. Unless there's ghost cats. Unless there's a goat cat. I was just going to say, maybe there's a ghost cat in the house. Yeah. But (laughs) this could be, this could be interesting. Yeah. You'll have to tell Heidi that her cat wants her to respond to her, that she Mm -hmm. wants her to scritch her in the ears and talk to her. I think that's really nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pay attention. Pay attention if she gets pictures, pay attention if she gets feelings, because if this cat is really trying hard to communicate with her, then she, she may be sending her other types of information, hmm. okay, too. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of be open to, you know, if she suddenly feels uncomfortable, she feels a little edgy, or if she sees a picture of something that's totally unrelated she has not been thinking about, mm-hmm. she could ask the kitty if that's something that she's trying to share with her. Mm-hmm. Then you got to kind of try to help help her help kitty has to help her figure it out what what she means by that picture or that feeling or that you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying yep. yeah kitty, i'm letting kitty know she needs to help her person understand because we people are kind of slow 
<laughs> that's kind of what I was saying. I think cats think that about us too. Yeah, I know our well, cats think we're, we're kind of slow at understanding. Well, we are. Uh, <laughs> we are. Compared to how quickly they can convey things in many different ways. Yeah, we are kind of. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah, they try to talk to us and we just don't understand. Right. <laughs> and then it's later. Oh, that's what I had. We had a cat. Uh, when my husband and I lived in an apartment next to Clifton, our first cat, Natasha, I, we, we had our litter box, like in a, we had two bathrooms, we had her litter box in the back bathroom. And one day the cat was acting super agitated and she kept trying to get our attention. I was like, what's wrong with this cat? And finally she peed on the floor because we had accidentally closed the door to the bathroom, to her oh, cat box. Mm -hmm. And she was trying so hard to tell us like, and I was like, what is wrong with this cat? Like she was no. just like, you idiots. <laughs> I can't get to my bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Mickey's done that dance too. Yeah. She was yeah. just like, trying to tell us but we were too stupid to understand oh yeah. i bet you you begged forgiveness for days <laughs> yeah I, I we were just like why is she acting so agitated and then we saw the door was closed oh. and, mm -hmm. like she was trying to lead us back there and show us like look you morons mm -hmm. <laughs> and they will get... they're, they're very good at leading and the, the thing about cats is that they do have that ability to to direct traffic so to mm -hmm. speak so if they want you to follow them they'll they'll direct you if you say what do you want me to see do you want me to see something? Oh, well, they'll take you. Um, mm -hmm. And, and it might, it might, it might be good to ask those questions every so often, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's awful. What a bad feeling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it, so I guess we can't have you ask your question. about yes, Chewy. We got Chewy. So let me wake him too. up because he has fallen asleep behind me. <laughs> oh, well, let's just, let him sleep a minute. Maybe. Oh, well, maybe we do need him awake. I don't know. He's, he's out right now. He got a long walk earlier today. So oh. he's just like, bam. Okay. And also see. he's been playing with the puppy. So oh, that'll do it. Chewy. There we go. Come on, buddy. Come on. He says this better come with a treat. <laughs> That's exactly the oh, look he's giving really me. <laughs> I'm a really good dream. Give me a break. He's just like, I'm not getting up. Mm -mm. Well, he doesn't have to. Um, okay. I wasn't sure if you needed to see him. Can you move yeah. the camera? I can describe him. He yeah, is chocolate brown and shaggy and curly hair and currently looks like a rug on my studio floor. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, is he's there a, big a picture I, we could pull up really quick of him? Um, I. Geez. Uh, not on this computer. Oh, I've got oh, okay. I was Monica, say, are you connected? Okay, or I'm all right. Okay, okay. go ahead. Oh, so question. Actually, sorry. Um, when we're on walks, so this goes with Annie. Can you hear me? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was like, did I just mute myself? Um, when I'm on walks, and this is a new phenomena. Um when we're passing or about to pass another dog, Chewy will lay down, just, just lay down right on the ground and not move. And we cannot get him to move if the earth was ending. And he walks with our two other dogs, Yeti and Mickey, and is fine the other times. It's just that. And it's new, it's very new behavior. And mind you, he is a trained 
half-trained social therapy dog. So for him to be doing this suddenly is concerning and we can't figure out why. Um, and like it's, I've done social therapy dog work before, so I'm used to handling dogs. So this is a bizarre behavior. I've tried to get him to keep going with treats. That did not work. Uh, I try to be as encouraging as possible and speak in reassuring tones that you can keep going. You're fine. The dog's not going to hurt you. And it doesn't matter the size. It can be a chihuahua. It could be a great Dane. This dog will sit and lay over. The dog is coming towards him. Yeah. When he's coming towards him, if it surprises him from the back, he doesn't do it, but it's, it's any dog that approaches him and he's fine with the other two and the other two are fine walking and they're just as confused because we'll be walking and suddenly he'll just go down and Mickey who is deaf and Yeti who is eight months old and peppy will just stop and go, wait, what's going on? Why are we laying down buddy? So it's, it's just an interesting behavior that's happened in the past mm, five months. Okay. He's staring at me, knowing that we're talking about him. He walked into camera shot for a while while you were talking. It was cute. It yeah, was like that's... he was showing himself. He says, "Like I'm here. I'm, <laughs> I'm this chocolate brown piece of love that everyone loves to be around. He's very good with people." So he is, and he does it regardless of whether it's just him or the other. It's all three of the dogs. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he just, he'll just do it. Yeah, I'm just kind of ex- asking him a real obvious question. And that is, how does he feel when another dog is approaching him? Mm-hmm. And the one word I got back was energy. Mm. Um, energy. That he's trying to, she's trying to make his energy soft, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the right way to. Energy up so that you're not you're not spiking your energy high. You want to keep it um, mm-hmm. low and grounded. Mm. Yeah, and non-confrontational, Monica. Uh, maybe confrontational. He's not afraid. It. It's. It's just that he. He may be getting messages from another dog. Mm. Not sure. He may be getting messages that challenge him, mm-hmm. and so to to meet that challenge, he drops. Mm. He's putting himself in a submissive position. Yeah, that's immediately what he's doing. And it, it's, it's interesting. I, I like seeing him in submission and not being aggressive. Mm-hmm. And when I'm walking all of them, especially when I have all of them plus little dude, um, it can get chaotic. So I try to keep my grounded as possible because if i get agitated everything goes pear-shaped quickly so um that's why i'm just like i'm keeping my because i know just like what you said earlier with annie it has to be your energy you have to keep yourself calm when walking dogs chewy is usually perfect he walks loose leash right next to you perfectly Mm -hmm. except for in this one situation yeah he's he's yeah, I keep getting, he's putting him, it's a submissive position. He's showing that he's not threatening. 
mm-hmm. the dog that's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's very gentle. He has very gentle energy. Mm-hmm. So Monica, you're making funny faces. He's, he's just trying to be. He's just trying to be submissive, so that way he doesn't frighten the other dog, mm-hmm. um, and he doesn't see it as a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I said, well, you, you know, this is this is the first time you've done it. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. It actually puts us sometimes in danger because right. a little dude will continue walking, and all three of the dogs like. I can't move Chewy. And there's been times where I've had to drop his leash and go after little dude before he walks into the street. And I know he's not going to move anywhere. So it's a confidence thing. I don't like doing that on an open walkway though. But I think he needs to understand that, that by doing this for whatever Mm -hmm. good reason he might have by doing this, it's putting you and his other, the other dogs in potentially dangerous situation mm-hmm. he's a very yeah. loving guy and he would never want to do that so okay. he's just trying to take care of the situation by saying here i'm going to be nice and calm and submissive because i don't know this dog and i don't want any trouble mm-hmm. and he doesn't want to be perceived as as threatening in any way mm-hmm. right? and here's he's a the situation <clears throat> i have a thought it doesn't even may or not exist or may exist i don't know yeah. I'm sorry, Marika. I'm talking? sorry. I didn't mean to, to jump. No, it's all right, dear. I, I had a thought, and I'm I'm wondering if this is something that you can do an experiment with. Take him out by himself. Okay. And see if it happens mm-hmm. when he's by himself. Okay. If it doesn't happen by himself, take him out with the youngest one. Okay. And see if it happens. Okay. Because he could be protecting either Yeti or my little dude. Yeah. Take yeah. him out and see what, what's up. But, okay. Walk him by himself. I'd be interested to hear back. I will do that. And I'm certain you'll be on the show again sometime this year. So we'll be able to give you an update. Well, not in the next two weeks, I hope, because I'm going to no. be eating Romanian food. Yeah. <laughs> and actually, I got an update from Heidi while we were speaking. And they say um, they just have pepper, though I have had other cats in the past. Uh-oh. So our little Uh-oh. guess about maybe ghost. Maybe right. Oh, maybe right. Oh, yeah. Ghost kitties. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. It's ghosts. <laughs> well, it, they, they do come to visit. They can get mm-hmm. a little crowded around here. So. Yeah, ours yeah. is the same thing. We've got we've got we're burgeoning mass <laughs> so you have many animals around Hoping around their mm-hmm. energy stays where they mm-hmm. want and if yeah. they're happy where they were their energy stays with you mm-hmm. yeah and maybe the cat remembers the other cat and misses the other cat or the other cat maybe pepper seeing this other cat and going who the hell is this oh <laughs> that's true too so yeah it, it's um yeah that that's happened a few times between yeti and wheatley (laughs) the ghost kitty in the sky they're not in the sky (laughs) yes you may yeah okay so this is betsy she's can you see her Uh she's right behind you well she's right behind me too she's my older (laughs) cat i've had her for about six seven years oh she's but then Last December, I got Clover, 
who's uh-huh. about three years old. That's beautiful. And I just want to know what they think of each other. And while you take that in, I am going to step, step away for a second. Okay. Hmm. Of the two, Pepper seems to be a stronger personality to me. Um, more Clover or Betsy? The second one. Who's the, the second, second one? Clover. Clover. Okay. Yeah. Is that a, is is Clover a male or a female? They're both girls. Okay. Because my experience with Clever is she's she's very self-contained, very settled, very knows who she is. Mm. Um, other cat is a little more. And what's the other cat's name? Betsy. Betsy. Betsy is well named. Betsy. Betsy is lightness and more proper. She's she's got her manners about her too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's she feels more to me, Monica. She feels also she feels very light. She feels very mm-hmm. yeah yeah da, da 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 you know. And so you've got they have different personalities. <laughs> they really do. She's uh, she's she's just my Betsy is more of uh, established. And um, Pepper is the the newer one. Clover, yeah, Clover is the newer one. Yeah. Clover, yeah. where do I get Pepper? Anyway. No, Pepper was the last one. It was the last All right, let's yeah. get Pepper go away. Clover, and Clover likes to roll around and be active, and it looks as though Betsy's been is advanced in her own age. She is. And she is more more the quiet type and wants to be treated as such. With respect, mm-hmm. I don't feel yeah. that you know. With a younger one, the younger one's all about let's play and be wonderful, and uh, you're a new toy. Mm-hmm. And Betsy's going, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. Take lack a hike. of respect, <laughs> lack of respect for the first one. So okay. yeah, so they they're gonna the the. The new cat is not Monica's got it, is not respecting. Mm-hmm. It's, I do think it's it's a work in progress. Okay. Um, but as I see and feel it, I don't feel that there's I don't feel like there's going to be an issue several weeks down the road. I think yeah, that work it out. they're going to have to work it out in their own time. That's okay. not going to be a blood and guts battle. Okay, good. Because Betsy's not going to let it go there. Okay. And if and if it was, Betsy can take care of herself. Yeah. Well, she hisses and chases her clover down the hallway. No, that's a that's yeah. a girl. She's <laughs> she's letting her know where her station is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's not going to let her get away with a lot. Well, I'm going to be moving here soon, and in, in the next several weeks, hopefully, and I have a feeling in the new place, mm-hmm. they're going to have to find their dominance again yeah, and who's going to be. Yeah. yeah. And I think so. yeah, inter, inter, integrating 
two females is a little bit more touchy than two males. Mm -hmm. And again, it's a very general statement. We've done it. We now the 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 funny part about what we did is we had two females. We lived on a farm. Uh, one was an indoor outdoor, and one was the barn cat. Mm -hmm. okay. What did we name them? Diana and Sophia. Jeez. <laughs> we had two goddesses, and then we moved here, and they had to be in the house. Ooh. With one male. Okay. And they worked it out, but it's like, Terry, what the, were we thinking naming the two female cats after two goddesses? <laughs> and expecting them to get along? I mean, it was fine oh when my. one had the barn and one had the house and right. the, the yard. But when we combined them into a two bedroom, three, you know, two bath, three bedroom ranch, mm -hmm. uh, that, that was a little iffy for a while. That's so what I'm in point, now. Moving, mm -hmm. yeah. moving. They're going to both have to establish new territory. And, and that's yeah. probably going to be beneficial for yeah, both. Maybe an equalizer, yeah. I think. Yeah. Okay. Currently, Betsy stays out in the living room in the front of the house. And Clover, she has her own room. She's in the back of the house with her own little box and her own food and everything. But she, she wants to get to know Betsy. And mm -hmm. Betsy's like, I'm tired. I'm old. I don't want to deal with you go away <laughs> give it some time i think monica's right give it some time give it let time. them negotiate you know it's it's yeah. two you know two males generally will they figure it out bit, like in a general statement have an easier time i don't care what species dogs cats horses yeah you know um it doesn't matter i mean i have a mare a horse and my riding buddy just got a new female horse mm -hmm. and um you know, people are saying, oh my God. And they're like, no, we just took them and took them out to the field and we walked them around and we let one lead, then let the other one lead and da, 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 da. And I think it's going to be okay because we didn't make a big deal out of it. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but females are harder than males across species. So, mm -hmm. yeah, we noticed that when we just, you know, since we last saw you, we have a new cat and um you know mostly and and it really helped conan out a lot actually they act like they're brothers like Aww. we didn't expect them to integrate so quickly but like within three weeks they're playing together that's awesome and they yeah. kind of hang around each other and and we don't think that miffy hates them because she <laughs> will watch them she does it if they get too close she hisses at them but i think she's just teaching them manners yeah <laughs> you know oh. it's it's just she's like warning them she's not she, she doesn't look mad she's just sort of like and she'll whack them if they get too close <laughs> well yeah, so, yeah you know you have to teach those young men to be yeah. like you said respect it is respect. betsy <laughs> snarls snarls at clover mm -hmm. well <laughs> she's that's like just setting her in her face uh so it's funny it's because hard. she's not I think it's more of a warning to Clover because she mm -hmm. doesn't throw paws. No paws are thrown. There's just mm -hmm. hissing. She's teaching. Yeah. It's like there's hierarchy. a hierarchy boundary yeah. here or yeah. you're overstepping in a behavior or something, you know? So she's just, I mean, frankly, if I'm like the cats where I'm house sitting, mm -hmm. you know, they don't know me i you know and if he gets in one of them gets into the food i'm making for the other one I, you know, just, <laughs> you 
You know, his head, Betsy's head just came up. She knows we're talking about. Oh, uh, you know, she's watching. She's I watching us now. She doesn't know. No. She li- I don't think she likes what we're saying. She also recently her house, just lost her, her two fangs. Aww. Her one fell out and she bled all over the house. Aww. And a few weeks ago, I found the other one and it just came out. Aww. So that's yeah. Our 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 older cat, same thing happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, ladies, I need to wrap at nine o'clock because I need to go back where I'm. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. That's I, I, just, I think that's a good. Time I just to wrap. have a little update actually yes. from Heidi. So yes. what did they there say? There was a previous cat. His name was Natsu, and he died in 2017. And I can screen share the photo that Heidi sent. Oh yes, let me uh, make oh, sure that you have. It has been disabled for participants. <laughs> it's not. It's it, it, it. That's its default. Yeah. All right. You should be able to do it now. All right. Let's see. Oh, let's see. Oh, oh my. What, a what a pretty boy. Oh. Yeah. So that is not to um, thank yeah. you, Heidi, for yeah. responding during airtime. Um, but yeah, he was, Heidi beauty. called him her blue, their blue eyed boy. So Aww. I can well, see that. I can see him still around. Yeah. So I I mentioned to Heidi that um, you were kept picking up a second cat and they sent a photo of Natsu and said, this is Natsu. Second cat. This is the second cat. So yes. Thank you, Heidi, for keeping us informed throughout this episode. (laughs) I feel like we need the news like that, 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 (laughs) that. Ticker sound. Pepper pets from us. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder. I apologize. I oh, no worries. Yeah, I. It's just a lot of moving parts right now with two houses. I'm trying to. Mm-hmm. As Terry's working, of course, you know, like oh, yeah. in the hospital all weekend too. So I'm taking care of these guys and then over there. Ooh. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot. That yeah. is a lot. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining yes. us. I enjoy this very much. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah. And as always, to work with my friend Monica is awesome. So we're going to do a victory of light talk about how you two met. Oh, yes, and please. The shenanigans that happened. Oh, my God. It'll be a wonderfully so lighthearted story. <laughs> Nothing <time>. embarrassing. <laughs> Monica, we didn't get in that much trouble. I mean, we just couldn't sit together. We just couldn't sit together. They put the kibosh on that, like within the first three weeks. It was just like we kept picking up on each other. Stop doing that. We just had a good, yeah, but we were disrupting class, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear all these stories. I'm sure our listeners. We all do. We all do. And then also how these classes function. So, Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll be glad to talk about the classes. Yeah. But after you return safely home from Romania. Thank Yay. you. Wow, safe travels, ladies. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And Thank you. for everyone, I'm Kat Cloco, and you can follow us. And we got Christina Wald and Jen Kohler as well for Hometown Haunts. You can follow us at Sin Cabinet Curio on Twitter, at Cincy Cabinet of Curiosities on Instagram. And please, we're dying. We're dying for my microphone to actually work. So we're actually also dying to hear your own stories. So you can send those into hometownhauntedmail at gmail.com. For everyone, good night, stay spooky, and stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.